Hey everybody, I'm Chad Eckert and that's Eric Martins and this is the Fantasy Golf Pod. You'll find us Wednesday afternoons in 2023. Cracking beers. And clicking names, it's 4.20 p.m. Central Time. Cheers to you, Eric Quagnus Martins. Welcome back, bud. It's nice to be back. 2023, happy new year. Happy new year and happy fifth your podcasting <laughs> we would our first ever podcast was the career builder which doesn't even sponsor a uh tournament anymore no wow the career builder <laughs> i forgot about that name that's hilarious um yeah we've been faking this i don't know why we're still doing this do you know why we're still doing this well we've, we have fun and we have mm. our friends like josh and and uh sweet spot they come on they they, they've they've helped change things up a little bit here after five years of us giving our hot takes oh cheers to jish he's in the chat there's there he's at he's on bed rest apparently (laughs) can't make it bed rest (laughs) health rest cheers to josh uh producer of the program he was a great addition last year he'd helped uh kind of keep us together same with darbo maybe darbo will pop his head in here sweet spot dfs um We've kind of shifted our goals a little bit when we first became a podcast. We had aspirations. We, we, we texted back and forth about flying in private jets with Tiger Woods to the Masters because we were going to be so successful. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, learned a lot over the last five years, four years. I guess this is year five starting up. We started in January of 2018. We did it where when it was almost impossible to do it. Nowadays, you could just... Sign up for StreamYard and just hit play and go. Uh, I dragged Martins into the uh, video realm about a year into doing it, and then now uh, we're live every week. So it's kind of crazy. It's been a lot. We've had some viral videos too. Like we didn't intend to do any content creating other than just talking shit to each other. But Fantasy Golf Pod Twitter page has gone viral several times. So it's been fun. We've had fun. That's the best part because we're not making money doing this. We don't even have a sponsor this year. No. In fact, I threw all my Manscaped shit in the garbage. Fuck that shit. Oh, you did? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Hmm. But that's because we like to have a conversation and let you guys eavesdrop on what we're talking about. It's kind of similar to what I do for NFL, I feel like, because I don't know a lot about the NFL. Like, but I like to eavesdrop on people that will like kind of spend their time studying so that Sunday morning, I already kind of have a decision made. Like you might have a decision made Wednesday afternoon, four o'clock. You're like, oh, I'm going to make this lineup. This this is my lineup. What are these two idiots, three sometimes with Josh, what are these idiots think or what are they going to do? And maybe we'll talk about certain parts of your lineup in our discussion, or maybe I'll have someone that you're thinking about going after, and then I'll give you good reasons to click them. So that's kind of what our intention is. It's not to become famous because that's that ship sailed. Are we not gonna? Do, we're not gonna be famous doing this, are we? No, 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 no. <laughs> and we're not gonna provide like information that you may not, you haven't heard already, are we? I mean, because <laughs> we used to, we used to give you like a course preview, and she had like, what, what's that gonna do? Well, are we gonna be discussing strokes gain this mm. season? I don't know, or ownership, maybe, or ownership, or um. No, but like we used to waste your time a lot more about with stuff that you already knew or you didn't. You've you've followed us and you've come through the the fourth 
you're with us, you've you've got those other sources. By Wednesday afternoon, you know you're in Hawaii. Like you know what I mean? Okay. So we're just going to open up the board on Wednesdays and we're going to start just clicking and showing names and talking about who'd you take in the 10k range, who'd you take in the 9k range, and like how are you playing this week? What are you doing differently? What's Josh models all about? And we'll just do that in about a 40 minute period of time Wednesday afternoons to give you a little bit of the eavesdropping that you need to feel comfortable with your clicks. Yes. Um, we're back to night golf. You know, this Martins, we kind of don't, do we let, we kind of don't like it. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, because I like it in a sense, but I don't like it. Uh, Darbo's here. Thank you for Darbo. You're working. Hey, hold on. I'm trying yeah, to figure exactly. out. Okay. Get him out of there. Okay. So <laughs> night golf's okay, but we're dads and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, I say that. <laughs> that's like typically bath time, bedtime routine, put down routine time. Well, these dudes are playing a Sunday afternoon finishing holes at 7 p.m. our time. I personally love the fact about golf that it's on during the day. That's one of one of the most exciting things about it is that it's typically concluding at five o'clock and you're making dinner and you're getting your night going and you don't have to be up till midnight or even later watching an NBA game, whatever else. So that's. <laughs> That's what I like about golf and I like about DraftKings is that it's on during the day, but we get this little West Coast swing at the start of the season. It's okay. Do definitely like seeing the weather in Hawaii compared to today, which oh is God. the reason why I'm at my office in my house because I'm not at my studio in, you know, Edina Realty because I got snowed in. Shit is insane. And my kid's school got canceled. It's 20 inches of snow. Uh, Darbo, you ready to go or are you not? I'm good. Can you hear me? Uh, did you get some snow where you are? You're up north a little bit. No, we didn't get any snow. Wow. Martins, you didn't get snow either, did you? Not today. We have over the last two weeks, but not today. So I was surprised to hear you say that. Yeah, I, I shoveled two or three times yesterday, two or three times today. I'm moving snow, Martins. You love moving snow. Um, 30 man field, Darbo. You've done some videos. You've got a couple videos out on Sweet Spot DFS YouTube page. Check those out. Those are probably more actionable information if you've made it to wednesday and haven't already seen anything that you want to like bite into and really eat digest we're just more of the casual guys that are going to show us your lineups or whatever uh, do you have a strategy for a 40-man field is there anything we do differently are you kind of like playing less lineups we talked about this at the hero a couple weeks ago didn't we you know what's funny uh you reposted our strategy video that we had the do's and the don'ts mm -hmm. and tagged, yep. last year was kind of the genesis of me kind of anchoring down on a couple guys. So, mm. and throughout a lot of the videos that I've been doing, I found out the 10, nine, eight, seven, seven, six model is the right approach to, to go with. The only other thing uh, with this week compared to previous years is that there are only two 10 K golfers in the field this week. Whereas right. the last five years we've had four or more. So okay. I don't Makes know sense. if we can really do the 10, nine, eight, seven, seven, six, but I've always included the rule. You make up just two substitutions. So if you sub from a 10 down to a nine, that's fine. You know, you could have two yep. nines. You can also make another sub. So if you want to try to fill out your salary, move one of your sevens up to an eight. So you could start nine, nine, sure. eight, eight, seven, six. And I think that's a that's yeah. a good way okay. to start out. Um, outside of that, 
nah, man, I'm keeping it mostly the same. And I think no, I saw your video you, where you referenced peppering the AK range. You may want to do that a little more with this yeah. type of pricing. Absolutely. Um, maybe not so much in a 156 man cut event, Correct. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> which we'll get into next week. So every Wednesday, Darbo, you'll be here. We'll be here. We're going to just get right into it, though. This lineup I'm about to show you oops, uh, is Jish Swish's lineup. So here's here's what I thought we would do this year. I thought we could just bring in potentially this spreadsheet I just created where then we could share each uh, our lineups. I did make room for a fifth person so, or a fourth person. So if you're here, Darbo, I could write Darbo or whatever. Nice. Uh, so then... This is Josh's lineup. His model showed Cantley at the tippity tip top, and then he has Finau. So he went nine nine eight eight seven six. Spawn Ooh. was up in his model, so I'm thinking that maybe uh, what's appropriate now is to bring in the model. Uh, I don't really respect much for the first tournament of the year, but I will respect his model. I suppose this is giving us. Uh, where they hit it on the fairway and then the uh, their odds of doing things from places on the course and based on course yardages and whatever else Josh come, you know, came up with this thing. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And there it is. Can't lay and wise and wrong, but this model shows those names. It makes sense. Okay. Those are good names at the top, but then at the bottom, you got real names like Scotty Scheffler and Hovland and JT. And then kind of odd to me that JT is at the bottom of this dude's model when in reality JT has had two wins at this course alone and definitely dominates here so at 9900 at the bottom of the model I'm like what the hell do I respect this model fuck this model right <laughs> no I like Martin. I like this model I like I this mean, model. I think you can always discount a couple of things you know just like that JT <laughs> really good summary <laughs> I forgot Josh was watching uh so but anyway you know like one of the few things that when when josh is on and we talk about his model you know i was quick to call him out on the rbc canadian open when he had rory like off of the top 25 list he obviously won that tournament and i'm like why is that is that mostly your yardage buckets that you use and he goes yeah and it's like okay so he he says rory isn't good with 200 yards plus and I'm like, does that include par fives? He goes, yeah, probably not. So when when we forecast like a Rory having these 200 plus yard approaches, we're not accounting that to be a par five, which, you know, Rory's probably going to eat up par fives regardless. He's still going to get a birdie on those holes. So the model, I would, I mean, I'm going to give him good, good remarks on his model. His model's great. Uh, I don't necessarily... Like when you see JT down at the bottom, that's probably and Scotty Scheffler at the bottom, probably uh not I have a few updates and tweaks going in for Sony next week. Yeah, you should have some updates and tweaks, Josh, with your terrible model. But anyway, just kidding. Uh we love Josh. We're sad he's sick. He'll be back with us soon. Um, let me go back to the owner the lineup though. So it included Cantley and Finau, who are somewhat popular names. Martins, did your name did your do you have any idea, like, how do you win a GPP or, like, what are we even, what what lineup are you even making this for? What contest, you know? Do we have to factor that in, Quagnus? Or we just kind of talked before going live about the contest that I provided on the internet this week, which is 
a $5 100-man, two people are paid, that's a GPP technically, right, Darbo? I mean, like, so do you make a lineup, Quagnus, depending on the contest you're in? Do you even care? Do you just pick the six best names you can? What are you doing? Well, you know, this, <clears throat> this is a little different here with, a, with 39 names to pick from. Uh, I think probably, you know, if you – you take one of these these low low price 6k names and they do well and they're not owned that that'll really help you a lot uh but they're kind of scary to pick i mean like for god's sakes i was i saw this guy uh where the hell is he has no course chad ramey like that's i wouldn't go that deep uh, as far as taking an unwanted name and hoping they do well but yeah, I think you're going to need one or two slightly unwanted names to 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 do well in, in your in your contest that you created there, especially against what 68 people are in it right now and only the top two pay. And, <clears throat> right, we needed to fill this thing up. So if you're uh, watching live right now, you just go in this contest it's for five dollars. It's not serious. Top two paid. I don't, I don't think it's going to reach 300 or 135, <clears throat> but it's close. I mean, we got until 1:30 tomorrow afternoon since it's West Coast. Hawaii time zone, wherever we are. So, Quagnus, let me ask you then, and there's only two to choose from, but did you choose one of the tippity-tip-top in the 10K range? Well, it's nice to hear Darbo kind of talk about how this week's a little different with the only two guys in the 10K range, and I I basically followed the model that he thought you should um, adopt for this week, which is starting in the 9K range. I mean, mean, it's scary to fade Rom. It's scary to fade, I think, to fade uh, um, Scott Scheffler. But I mean, I don't know. I could use, I could use, uh, we could use Just Swish's model as an excuse to fade Scheffler. So basically, it's just fading Rom. But no, I, 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 I didn't click either of those two guys. Although Rom is my most feared name to fade, I think on the whole slate, and I don't have him in either of my lineups. I'm using Rom. Uh, Let me ask you. Yeah, let me ask you, Darbo, between the two, Scheffler and Rom, even if they're a $300 difference or if they were the same price, and you could choose one head-to-head, who would you take coming into the Tournament of Champions? I I mean, like, gut would just say Rom, but, yeah. like, I like Scheffler this week more than I like Rom. It just – it feels it feels like a Scheffler week, so. Oh, huh. Well, the recent form that we've seen from John Rahm has been – it's given us really a lot to think about where he had a win in the DB, DP World Tour Championship thing in Dubai, opened the España in October. He won. He's a T2 before that. He's a T4 at the CJ Cup. Uh, whereas Scheffler has a little less – I mean, there's no Ws and there's no – you know, he hasn't won twice since October. I So there's – that three hundred dollars is getting people off Scheffler, I think, and I'm not totally sure that my projections on ownership are going to be any good. But I do have ownership projections on Twitter. I'm Eddie Dina Real Chi. I'm a Twitter guy. I'm a realtor, a golf guy, and a dad. I put that in there now. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not very good at this, but I'm good enough and better than the sites I pay for. But their ownership projections for this tournament of champions 40 man field is almost, almost impossible to predict, but I felt really confident enough that I tweeted this out that Justin Thomas was going to lead us off most owned. Rom is going to get 28%. So you're going to get some ownership from Rom, 
but you're going to see Scotty Scheffler at 18.8, which puts him way down the line. And he's the top-priced guy. So this is kind of a reason in a GPP to click somebody. Or are we not factoring ownership into our processes in 2023? Martins, ownership matters? Or should I even tweet this? Am I leading sheep to slaughter? <laughs> I mean, what if – here, I'll ask you a question. And I think you – you know, your great thread that you put out earlier this week um, about – suggestions for making dfs lineups and all that i mean what if what if what if your ownership's just gigantic but you have one two three five five nine ten you know or or nine or ten or whatever then does it matter and like and it's still unique but it was a pretty highly owned lineup yeah it's still unique i mean we've wasted our time for years talking about how it's like just take one pivot or whatever i don't even think it matters because it's not the same as other sports. Darbo, we've talked about this almost to the point where now people are going to start dropping off. They've heard it before. <laughs> um, well, does it matter? It doesn't matter in relationship to other golfers. Like just because a low owned golfer does well, doesn't make a high owned golfer do poorly, you know? So like, right. whereas the dolphins wide receivers, if one is a, under on you know like you kind of can play games with that because if like that guy goes off well that guy there's not enough for him to go off that doesn't happen in golf i think there's two things to say here one is we can really do a deep dive and go through all the math that's in you know that's incorporated to tell you how uh how likely you are to win a lot of money based off of leveraging ownership so Hmm. let's say you do go with jt at 31.4 percent and then you also have M in your lineup, and you also have uh, Victor Hovland. So right mm-hmm. there, cumulatively, you have almost 90% ownership, you know, total. Mm-hmm. From there, your next three golfers that you choose, you know, if we're looking at 100,000 people, what's Maybe the likelihood you're going to dupe someone? Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're okay, for the first question is, do you care to dupe anyone? Do you care to split a first-place prize? Personally, I don't fucking care. I'm going to... I'm going to make as much money as I possibly can. I don't care. What if it's the optimal lineup? What if you dupe the optimal lineup? Do you really care? You know, like, is that, it's the only way that you can win money. So personally for me, I don't care about duping. I think that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Like the Pat Mayo's of the world talk about, or, or that's the reason why they're not taking a track. Exactly. Like, okay. That's a poor reason. The reason is I can get behind the reason of game theory and that you want your guy on Sunday, especially in this no cut event where the field is so small. Yeah. So let's say your JT up there is 31%. Is that what you had for JT? 31.4. Yeah. So 31% versus Scotty at seven or where is Scotty? 18.8. Yep. So 13% is what we're leveraging, right? That's our Mm -hmm. leverage. So Mm -hmm. 31% of the field, let's say JT just tanks. You know, like he doesn't do well and you should have pivoted to Scotty instead. Well, only 18% of the, the, the people playing would be correct. Is that really that big of leverage? Honestly, like personally for me, it's, it's really not that big. Now, if it was like 70% versus 60% or whatever, now you're getting into the territory of like, yeah, you better have one of those guys. Correct. You know, like, or else you have no chance. Yeah, if you go from like, put it a different way. I'm sorry. If 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 JT was 70% owned and Scotty was still 18% owned, right? 
if you went with Scotty and he outperformed JT by two points, that two points is going to be really, really big. Okay. But other than that, it's 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 negligible. Like it it just don't worry about game theory. To answer your question, Eric, mm-hmm. your last two golfers are are going to be your your biggest leverage points. Like whoever your last two golfers are, it, you don't want to play Chad Ramey. Well, guess what? Chad Ramey is going to give you the most leverage you could possibly have in a particular lineup. So Martin, so, you, you you did start with JT, or did I make that up? No, but I knew you'd figure it out. Yeah, I mean, you're not <laughs> playing the top guy. And then, uh, <laughs> well, I did. You I wanted, did. So then, what did you do in the nine K range besides JT? Because you said you pepper the nine K range. Are you going with the model name Cantley? I am. So I think I something's wrong with your microphone. By the way, you might want to check it. Check one two. No, I mean like check it on your end, not live. Are you picking up audio? Yeah, look up the audio and see if it's hooked up. I mean, it could be me. All my settings are kind of new. so No, dude, you sound great. I don't know. I'm also wearing headphones, so I could be wrong. Okay. We're Amateur Hour Program here on the Fantasy Golf Pod. (laughs) You can subscribe and find us every Wednesday afternoon. We are live. Uh, We are fifth year, Darbo. Five years. How long have you been doing content on the internet? Probably pretty close. Four or five years. I think Yeah, we met about the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so JT Cantley start for you, Quagnus, or no? Did you add Morikawa too? And uh, just, well, no, in my GPP lineup here, if we're talking GPP, JT Cantley is where I started. Nice. Okay. Well, you got to use Cantley though, don't you? Because everybody's models popping Cantley off. Cantley's getting raked on Twitter for his outfit on New Year's Eve. Did you see his t-shirt and shorts or whatever he was wearing? I guess it's a bad thing to wear. I didn't see that, but that's funny. It looks like an outfit Martins would be pulling out of his drawer. Every- <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, everybody loves to celebrate the pampered fuck uh, yeah. movie, uh, video from this very uh, from yeah. this very con- uh, tournament. But not only that, Patrick Cantley is $9,700, and he has just as much ability and love for the course and recent form and – history and blah 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 as everybody else so i mean i like the price i like you gotta you gotta spend the money i'm spending it on cantley but i didn't do jt i did rom cantley start mm. and there's that's not much of a difference in price no so. i so people have been dming me actually asking me my advice randomly weirdly <laughs> uh they don't know that i'm a hashtag not expert and i'm a realtor <laughs> dad who takes this stuff very seriously um, but I did say I reason why I like Rom over JT this week is due to the putting. I don't know the stats off the top of my head. I didn't even really look them up. But I just assume that JT's putter is not as good as Rom's putter based on the fact that Rom has two wins. And I don't like the ownership on JT compared to the ownership on Rom. In sure. fact, the ownership I showed you, the projected ownership, I had to fudge the numbers to get Rom higher because other websites are not thinking rom will be high owner owned and i don't i just can't believe that he won't be so i don't know i think they're both gonna be high owned, and therefore i just i'm cl- they're just too close 
So I'm going with the guy that won twice, the guy that's annoyed that Rory is the face of the PGA Tour and not him, the guy that he's mad Tiger doesn't talk to him, the guy that has angst, the guy that had a baby recently and he's annoyed and he wants to get back out on tour. Uh, <laughs> so we, we could talk about that. That went viral for a second. Did you guys see that tweet? Mm-mm. Which uh, which which one was this? <laughs> about the people that got engaged or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I – shit. This tweet, I thought, 84,000 oh, views. That, yeah. Do you guys know that there's a view thing now? Yes. I didn't know I that, saw but, that. Uh, there's been some people who have done some things, and maybe they've planned this. According to uh, Instagram and Google, there's been plenty of people that have gotten married. JT, Sungjae, Morikawa, Willie Zalatoris – Poston even got married. Someone married JT Poston, Quagnus. <laughs> and Mac Hughes had a baby. Homa had a baby. We all know Homa had a baby. He made it very clear that he was having a baby. And then Rom had a second boy, I believe. Or he's had a boy. And then I missed Molinax. Molinax had a baby. I did actually get tweeted by someone's wife. Who was that? Uh... I already forgot. Yeah. She said that there was 25 people that were pregnant at one point. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, uh, I don't really care. Um, but I will say that Patrick Cantlay, he's good at golf. John Rahm's good at golf. There's All these names are good at golf. So you can make an argument for everybody. Use who you want. Don't use ownership to make decisions, ultimately. Don't you think? Just click who you want. And I wanted Rahm and Cantlay. So I'm starting with those two. Should I continue show, showing who I picked? Sure. I mean, we might as well. Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess my nine, my 10, 9, and then my 8K names, I guess I used – who did I use? Two in the 8K range. I used Hovland and Spieth. Mm. So based on things, you got to make decisions. I thought Hovland playing at the hero and winning the hero, playing well at the Zozo – playing well at these things when was this this was a year ago no uh either way i thought i i like the recent form from hovland i like the fact that he doesn't have a family and he doesn't care about christmas so i i'm into that jordan spieth i liked his performance at the president's cup i thought spieth actually did well all off season to continue to keep himself involved i like you know, we've been doing this now five years, four years. I've been watching golf and following golf and making content about golf since 2003 or whatever. So it's been 20 years of doing this. I think you play stuff, you do stuff in December is much better than the guy that's sitting on the couch. And then now, oh, the calendar turned to January. Now I need to get it up and we need to get it going. And I haven't done shit for two months. It's a little bit worse. You know, so I feel like maybe Spieth playing in the father's son with his dad, playing in the hero, playing in the match, doing the things. He was 5-0 at the President's Cup. Martins, have we not seen people carry shit over from the President's Cup, from the Ryder Cups, into the first few months of the season? That's a thing. We have, and but then there's also people we have no idea what, you know, they might not have played since October or November, too. So, you know, you just, you, you're, it, there. this is kind of the, this is like the beginning of, like, the first week of the NFL. You really have no fuck clue what's about to happen, potentially. And yeah, next so week, for that matter. Use your gut and use your brain and do your instincts. Um, 
What about you though? You started JT. Should we keep going? Did you choose anyone in the in the AK range, Martin? I did, and I had Spieth also. So I have Cantley, Spieth, and JT. Oh, you have JT, Cantley, Spieth. You and didn't Spieth. use, and I used uh, one, and I used another 8K name. Oh, Tom Kim. Oh, 8700. Okay, so that leaves you 6700 dollars left. And so I bet you can figure out who my last two guys were. Seriously, you think I can figure this out? I do think you can. Okay, so you took Hoagie? Yep. And KH Lee. <laughs> yeah. That was easy. Well, so you're obsessed easy. with Hoagie for some reason. And he's actually good. And actually, um, I'm well, in the Mayo I'm in the Mayo uh three entry contest. Darbo, do you do the do you do anything like this besides these fun ones in the in the bagels? Do you do anyone else's contests? Yeah, I mean, there was a, a one and done that I, I do through Buzz Fantasy Golf. Someone had mm. invited me to do that a couple years ago. I'll say this. Mm. I'm very bad when it comes to actually putting my players in beforehand. Yep. And that's a whole <laughs> other thing of research that I would want to do. I don't, if you don't already know, I don't like to do do things just willy-nilly like i'm gonna do my research and make sure that i'm picking oh you really you know the the bucket system's not willy-nilly no no uh (laughs) so i don't like to do one and dones unless i i have the data available and i'm doing the research and stuff like that but with everything going on in my life i don't have time for that shit so yeah i didn't i didn't sign up for one and done martin you spent all the money i'm realizing yeah um so KH Lee played in the pres- in the President's Cup, did pretty well there actually. He it's underrated in my opinion, and we've followed him for years, and I think he's great. Tom Hoagie is the kind of guy you want for this type of tournament, so I agree with your little lineup there. So that's kind of weird. Thank I you. Agree with it. All right, nice. should we clear that out? Uh, Darbo, did you put together a lineup that had a 10K or a 9K guy that you want to share, or do we not? No. I've built. Uh, uh, I'm pretty much done with all my lineups. How many did you I, make? Uh, I made 63 so far. I have, I think, wow. 82. What's that? I said, wow. I have 82 that are uh, 82 contests that I've I've entered. Hmm. So I don't know if I'm going to go fully 82 unique or if I'm just going to add one lineup to a bunch of them. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so far 63. And they all start out the same. So you can plug oh, in. For real? You can pl- plug in Scheffler and Thomas. Those are my wow. two anchor. Love it. Who did you have last year? Did you do the Cam Smith? Uh, no. So I, I kind of reviewed that in one of my videos this week. I thought I went Rom and Cam Smith as my anchor plays. But last year it was Rom and Cantlay. Ooh. And it just happened to be that um, Cam Smith was in the, the Nagels Bagels one. The, and it was the uh, lineup that would have taken down the $5 GVP. Oh, my gosh. I remember now. Oh, my gosh. It, and we made fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually – so I posted that on my strategy video. I, I showed you guys because I hadn't changed it. So what I like to do is, you know, create all my lineups and I'm, I import them into DraftKings. But before I do that, I randomize, like, the, uh, the position that each lineup goes in. This one was my fifth or fourth lineup. My okay. top three lineups were the $5 drive the green. So it was just underneath that because the Nagels Bagels one was sorted right underneath it. Sure. So my randomization or my uh, my sorting process is just random. Like I, I literally try to keep all bias out of it and just, you know, I, I might look at the top two or top three lineups and go, 
I like this one. I like that one. I'm pretty sure the one I put in the Nagel's Bagels, I didn't like. And that was one that would have won <laughs> the GPP. Can't so, well, so then, Darbo, when you win the GPP or get a perfect lineup, are you just going to quit DraftKings then? Or no. Just retire? no. <laughs> you want to know what my, what my plans are if I ever do that? So let's say I win 25000 Go to the fucking strip club with some blow. Hello. I'll probably withdraw like 15000 of that. And then with the other 10, I'm just going to farm the Thunderdome. Because I don't think Ooh. any of those guys are any good. Like oh, seeing God, their lineups. I would love that content on your YouTube page. Yeah, I and I yeah. would record that. I would just no. constantly just farm that and and hopefully just make tw- you know tens of thousands of dollars doing that. Well, and then you'd buy a house using a realtor you knew. Yeah. Hey man, there will be some time <laughs> I'm gonna come to you eventually trying to find myself a house down there. Well, stop buying a million dollar computer. Uh but my million dollar computer makes me happy. So <laughs> no, I want you. <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> where were we? You started then every single 68, all of them, all of the lineups, Scheffler Thomas. You're yep. going all in on those two anchors. Did you then not give a crap about the rest? So he, uh, structured, once again, 20 of those lineups, I started with another 9K. Okay. 20 of the other lineups, I started with another 8K. So mm-hmm. I had two 8Ks in my lineup, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 20 of them were just random. So I just let it pick whatever. And sometimes it would have three, eight K's in it. Some, you know, whatever, but I, I have, have one Hoagie and KH Lee in the line in your life. I do have KH Lee and, and Hoagie in some of my lineups. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, you got um, I was building lineups on my strategy video and, and I did that live. There was a guy, we were just kind of, you know, going back and forth and I was building some lineups that there was a sexy KH Lee lineup in there. Um, but oh, I like the Spieth thing, uh, Chad. Remember, Spieth yeah. single-handedly won JT and him the match against Tiger and Rory on that shot from the pine straw. So, one hundred percent, he was oh, locked yeah. in. He he he's got the clutch gene already in him. Like and did, so. Now I use SmartGolfBets.com. If you're a fan of not paying for stuff and getting the same stuff that everybody pays for, but this is free, SmartGolfBets.com. You can get recent form. You can get course history. You can then look up to see what has Spieth done here. Oh shit! In 2016, he fucking won. He's also got a runner-up. He's also got a third. So, therefore, Spieth's in my lineup and in my life now. Martins. I have $6,800 left using a 10-9-8-8. My last two golfers in are a 7 and a 6. Okay. Are you going to try to guess? I, I It might be easier to guess the 6K because then it will leave you less to think about. Okay. But I I am on the recent form train. If that tells you who I picked. So recent that was- form. Svensson. Svenny. Wow. Who I got off, guys, when he's 69 me, 59 me, missed the cut on me, T39 me. I said, get the <laughs> hell out of my life. I can't do it anymore. I'm over you. And then what did he do? 64. He fucking won the RSM Classic with the 64 Sunday on an amazing putting round. I don't know. I'm back. I think that Svensson's biggest problem and one of the problems that I – I figured out by clicking him so much is that he can't hit a fairway. <clears throat> you don't have to here. If I'm 
correct, Darbo. I've been told so, that too. I put Svenny, who has recent form in my life. He likes Bermuda. He's got, you know, potential. And that left me $7,200 left. Did I spend it all on another on recent form Ooh, yeah. guy who has had a win in October, a third in November, another fifth for Seamus Power? He's $7,200. I don't know. Apparently, he's popular. I was thinking that I'd get a little bit of leverage on him. But no. So my my lineup, I feel like, has some recent form. I don't know about Cantlin. I guess he had a T2 at the Shriners, but I haven't seen him forever. He's been enjoying his engagement. Whereas Rom's won, Hovland's won, Speed's been in the, re- the President Cup MVP. You have Svenny's won, Powers won in the fall swing, and a couple other good finishes. And he's 72. Like so I feel like spending all the money doesn't matter. Darbo talked about most people spend it all, right? And And for the tournament champions – there's a, I think the the most amount of money left on the table to win a GPP or even the optimal lineup was six hundred dollars. So, yeah, I think that I remember you saying that actually. Yeah. So we can uh, we can be done. We said it all. We did it all. Unless is there more? Should I show the lineups finally? Show the lineups. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. It's been forty minutes or whatever. We're going to try to go around 415, 420. The 420 thing is kind of just more or less for fun, just to say it's at 420. Because yeah. we like weed. Um, who did I have? I had uh, Power. Power. 72. I had 64. I spent it all. Spend it all, right? Olivia and Liam, they're already... Coming up from <laughs> They're already looking to get involved. Uh, and then, well, lineup for you. Okay. Darbo's got a lineup. Scheffler, 10 3. Justin Thomas, 99. Jordan Spieth, 82. Of course, because he's good. Keegan Bradley, 75. I looked at Keegan. Shamo Power. Ooh. 72 and Scott Stallings at 66. Nice. I do think that in a situation like this, it's going to come down to like if Spawn is the guy, mm-hmm. if Stallings is the guy, if Hoagie's the guy, if Svenny's the guy, then you have a chance. I said All that. You guys are going to probably score enough or score around the same where it might not even matter. Am I wrong, Darbo, to think that? I'm curious about this week because of how soft the pricing is. You might not need a 6K golfer. However, the last five years, you've needed at least one. And right. they could finish as worse as 21st place. And they were still in the optimal lineup. Not even the, just the GPP. They're in the optimal lineup. So, mm. Interesting. Okay. We'll see. We'll see this week. I think you still want a 6K golfer because it really won't matter anywhere between 15th and 40th place. It's all DK points. So... um. Okay, before we get out of here, I wanted to mention that the average – we're not playing cash this week. We're probably going to get it. Let's get into, like, cash versus GPP a little bit more next week when there's a cut. I think we play cash games when there's a cut. There's, like, something about that versus these no-cut, full-field, like, shorter field events. The average winning scores and things like that. We'll go through uh, the winning GPP, how much salary they use, and ownership projection or their total ownership averages – Darbo has some of these numbers too. Maybe you want to show, join and help us out with that because my thought process is, is I'm going to learn a little bit more about playing cash in 2023 
because we've kind of poo-pooed cash because we were told to go after GPPs. But I might want to make it like a bankroll builder where I can if I if I cash my cash lineup, it pays for my GPP entry. And then if I whatever I do with my GPP, I can end up having either like a plus or minus week or break even. So uh, get into that more next week. We've already spent 40 minutes on this. Um, are you doing anything different, Darbo, or are you doing the same kind of stuff this season? Because you were successful last season. I'm probably going to do a lot of the same um, this season. For for lineup building, uh, yes. For content, uh, it's <laughs> it's going to be crazy. I'm going to okay. put a ton of content out. Uh, what you were just talking about with contest selection, basically, uh, and then also like you know building building lineups. I plan to do a video about that sometime shortly. Someone requested it from me, and I was like, yeah, that makes, you yeah. know, because I have a strategy on how I do it. You know, basically what you just said, every single one of my contests, I'm trying to make my money back that I put in for that week. Sure. And I basically try to, you know, make the best effort or be the smartest about it that you can, especially with how terrible the rakes are in draft. I honestly think that that might, that might be needed, an update to – you know, making the most out of your mo- out of your money in golf DraftKings because there's ways to just light it on fire. We know this, Quagnus. Are you <laughs> going to go all in on a name or two this season and play 20 lineups with all the same guy? Uh, I'm not going to commit to anything. I've been thinking about if I want to resurrect that tactic again. I mean, I guess, Darbo, you do that. I mean, you're doing that this week. You're all in on two guys, so... Mm-hmm. It's not like it's that bad of a play. So the one thing that I, I like to do for myself, because I will I'll, I'll forever have FOMO. So right, me too. <laughs> um, if I was doing 20 lineups, I'd go all in with two guys and 15 of them. And then in the other five, really just try to figure out the best combinations to include the exposures that you want, like that you know, of golfers that you know you should have in your lineup. So let's say... Like me, I'm going Scotty and JT. I will have a handful of lineups that are going to have Rom and Cantley, Rom and Xander, maybe just a bunch of 9Ks. You know, I'll have like 10 or 12 of those lineups. I do that every single week to hedge myself because I'm not going to get screwed by not having, you know, one of the top guys. It doesn't really give me like a lot of uh, different lineups, you know, because you, you, you tend to pick like Rom and Cantlay. So if, like this week for me, I'll go Rom and Cantley, And then the next four golfers are going to be my favorite golfers in those slots. You know, if I choose two 8Ks, a seven and a six, most of those lineups will have those guys. So I will be more of a slave to those golfers performing well, as opposed to the top two. And I think that's where if you don't hit those four golfers, that's where you're just ultimately screwed. Like you're just going to hurt yourself that much more. Whereas if you were to but I think the the best way to make the most money is to just anchor down on at least two guys. I think like three or four. I haven't figured it out yet, but I think three or four might be the play. You know, like a core four, a core three. I think that would be a smart thing to, to, to do with building lineups if you want to make the most money. But sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, Love that. that- Concludes the program. This uh, go- the golf guys after show type of a show potentially could be returning this summer once we get a little more energy and the sun is light and we played late round golf. 
the strategy pods that Darbo referred to are available, but we're going to create some more, maybe do it on a more regular basis. So continue to look at this page and Darbo's Sweet Spot DFS page for some strategy. We may come together uh, major, you know, weeks before the majors we discussed where we kind of like, okay, what's going on in DFS? Because this shit changes week and week and month to month. This is true. You'll find Darbo at Sweet Spot DFS on Twitter. Martins is at Quagnus. Jish Swish is at Jish Swish who is not here, but we'll be tweeting per usual. Things happen. We'll have some fun this season. Like and subscribe, follow us all summer, and let's win some mega profits. Yes. One of us, for sure. Yeah. Peace out, everybody. Thanks for watching. Bye. Good work.